What is good, everybody? Welcome to a Niners Nation training camp report. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero here with our man on the ground, Jason Aponte. What's up, Jason? Thanks for a few minutes. Yeah, no problem, Rob. You know what it is. It's a fun time. Pads on. Debo's back. Uh, the atmosphere today was was very lively, to say the least. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, could you notice a difference now that, you know, like the drama is all over with? Yeah, just a little bit more of uh, people just now getting excited and turning their full attention to the development of Trey Lance, this offense, seeing them go against this defense. And Debo had a lot of fun today, too. I mean, the fans were calling for him over. Once uh, practice was done, he ran over, signed a bunch of autographs for people, did a great job with that. So, yeah, the people were absolutely excited. So many Debo Samuel jerseys there, so many shirts alluding, you know, in, in one way or another, whether tuck your chains in, things like that, all of those <laughs> things. So, yeah, everybody was excited to see him. I have to say, I saw some pictures of him and some video. He looked a little bigger to me. Did he look bigger to you? You were there. What was it like in person? Didn't necessarily look bigger, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some reps. And, and you can see that what we predicted was, you know, I think we, we spoke about it yesterday. Like, what, what do we expect from the first day? They absolutely eased him in. Some first team reps, some second team reps, but they weren't doing anything too taxing with him. Because, you know, there's so much, the, the bigger picture is so big. And especially he hasn't really been performing football activities in any way so yeah well i'm just glad he's back i'm glad he and lance got some reps together because i've continued to say like debo's not working out with trey in the offseason so he needs to get in there and you know they need to get some time together yeah and that'll come and, and i think that a lot of what you saw today was a little bit more cohesion from the offensive line guys being able to push back when the defensive line started some good reps, some bad reps, and all, all in a day's work. But it's all moving. This is two straight encouraging performances from Trey Lance moving moving forward. And that's, again, I don't like to get into numbers or, or what it was, how many he completed. Yes. It's just he looked like a guy who was moving in the right direction. And, again, those numbers can be swayed because sometimes it's a throwaway. Sometimes those are sacks. Sometimes it's a PBU. So when you say, oh, well, he's so inaccurate or incomplete, doesn't really fully tell the story. So, and I think you mentioned this in our Debo Samuel instant reaction podcast that we did, which by the way, you can go download or watch on YouTube. It's not about any single day's performance. It's about a progression. It's about how does he look at the beginning of camp versus how he looks at the end of the camp. So it's really encouraging for me to hear you say like, Hey, he's kind of stacking the days here. Yeah. And that's going to happen, especially when Trent starts to get more reps. Mike McGlinchey's back. Now Debo's back. You're getting into the swing of things. You're starting to figure out your offensive line you know, rotation, and that's very big. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's all geared to that. At, right now, early on, when there's no pass, the defense is ahead of the offense. The defense knows everything that they're trying to run. That's why you see that across camps. If you hear people struggling, it's not just a 49er thing. So with this, now that we're starting to get pads, we're starting to see guys make pushes for ro- roster spots, it's going to come out a little bit easier, and you're going to be able to see them ascend and move in the right direction. We're getting some questions here, so I want to answer as many as we can since you were there. Let's start with this from Chris Maldonado. First of all, what's up, Chris? Thanks for the support all the time. He says, thank you all for the updates. How's the offensive line look, speaking of hopefully building cohesion? A little bit better. You know, uh, Trent Williams had more snaps. I mean, Trent Williams absolutely stonewalled Nick Bosa. I don't think we need any updates on how good Trent (laughs) Williams is. But I do think it's important to point out that he didn't have many reps, and him being there is, is advantageous for everybody. And there was times when the O-line got beat when he wasn't there. What I did want to take away is I saw Jake Brendel was the first time, first team guy today. As you see that they're kind of just moving him and Brunskill in and out with Burford still being there, right guard. So um, a better day today, but the defense still did his thing. And and it's just, again, it, it's going to come down to 
what you know, which are your bookends. You pretty much could set your watch to them. You know whatever it is that you know about them. And then all the other things in the middle, the interior O-line, is where we're really going to find out what's going on with this line as the days go on. I'm curious to see, because Kyle used the term musical chairs. Like, how long does he allow that music to play before he eventually says, like, hey, we're going with X, Y, and Z? Good question. And and that's the thing is, you know, Kyle loves his versatility in all facets of the game, especially offensive line. Like, if you can come in and play guard and center, he loves that. And he yeah. loves being able to have those options. But I do think you're right. It, it needs to get to a point where we're starting to get clear-cut ideas on what is going forward, what's going to happen going forward, right? And I think that's kind of when you'll really start to see the cohesion and that that sort of rapport build more. But at the same time, they're working through things, trying to figure out what those pieces are. So I can't really take away from the process. But yeah, it, it, it is. I'm more anxious to figure out what this rotation is going to be, what they actually land on, so they can start building that rapport in that way. Next question comes from Scott Bartosh on the YouTube page. Just how dominating is Charvarius Ward? Man, another interception in the red zone period against Trey Lance. I mean, the guy is just sticky. He's everywhere. He's making plays on the ball. He's been far and away the best player in camp so far. That is so encouraging because the 49ers have not had that guy, I feel like, forever, it seems like. And when you spend big in free agency, you have to get production out of those players. They they didn't really get it consistently from Quan Alexander because he was hurt. D Ford, same thing. Like, you need your big free agent splashes to cash in. And so far, it's like it's every day we're getting something about Ward. It's fantastic. And in different parts of the field, whether it's a deep ball over the middle, you know, he he did give up uh, the catch to Brendan Ayuk, which is the, the catch that everybody's buzzing about with the throw from Trey Lance. That's fine, but it was a beautifully placed ball, and Ayuk made a better play. But for the most part, when you test him, it's either a PBU or he closes things off so it could be incomplete or just interceptions. I think a, another thing, too, is – the interception portion is like not only is he good and blanketing, but if he's making plays on the ball, interceptions are huge. Those change momentum, those uh, change uh, position, uh, field position as well, too. So, yeah, Traveris Ward has lived up to every bit of whatever he's been signed, and I know it's just training camp. Yeah, but that's something that the 49ers secondary in general does not do, force turnovers. They just flat out do not do it. So it'd be nice to have one guy, at least, in the secondary that could finally do it. Uh, there was one more I wanted to get to here. Why can I suddenly not find it now? Oh, here it is. From Goobville, watching on the YouTube page. Are you worried about Danny Gray's struggles? First of all, has Danny Gray had struggles? I wouldn't say he has struggles, but he's just in a he's just in a rotation right now with guys like Ray Ray McLeod and Keyshawn Johnson and those guys. I wouldn't say that I would be concerned about that. I think going into this year, you had to really realize that Danny Green was Danny Green. Danny Gray was going to be used situationally, right? Like Jawan Jennings' role isn't yeah. going anywhere, but he's like a he's a guy who moves the sticks. Maybe if it's a little bit further on down in distance, then you'd see Danny Gray. Wasn't like Danny Gray was just going to come in and automatically be the third starter, especially with how well Jawan Jennings played down the down the stretch and and his importance to this team in the red zone and on third down. I'm interested to see how the receiver picture shakes out. I have to ask you this, and I hate to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. But my co-host, Michelle Majuk on Fridays, is in love with Tay Martin. She thinks that, like, he's going to be the guy to watch. So do you have any Tay Martin news? Did he do anything at camp that you've seen at your whole time you've been there? I mean, I think he caught a pass or two, but nothing that really <laughs> was like, like, oh, man. You know, I mean, it just there's so many other guys that they're trying to get involved. Ray Ray McLeod was involved on jet sweeps. They're throwing him the ball. He's actually running routes downfield. Um, that was one of the interceptions that Ward has w- with him on the field. So nothing as far, but I think that they're starting to get into the settling of, you know, I think we know Debo, Ayuk, Jennings, Gray. Now what's that fifth spot, Ray Ray McLeod. And I think they're only going to carry five. So we're going to see how that shakes out. It's very hard to break that rotate is to that break into that rotation right now. 
especially if you're somebody like that. I feel like, especially with Kyle too, like once he kind of gets his guys, it's hard mm-hmm. to kind of break that opinion one way or the other. Sure. Uh, we always talk about this on these shows. So who was the best player you saw on the field today? Today? Whew, that's a good one. I mean, so Nick Bosa continues to just dominate whoever's in front of him. If it's not Trent Williams, uh, again, Traverius Ward just continues to impress. Emmanuel Mosley's impressed as well, too. I think that that's something that's lost. I think we're all just taken by Traverius Ward, but Emmanuel Mosley has been just as good guy playing in his in his contract year. So usually guys have, are more mo- motivated, and he's just been showing that. Brendan Ayuk again today. Uh, he had a touchdown, uh, I believe, in the red zone. And uh, the best play of the day with, I, I believe it was Charveris Ward, and it was a deep shot down the field that Trey Lance just beautifully put in his bread basket. The rapport is building. You can see that building between those two. We all know they worked out uh, all offseason and everything, but you're starting to see it on the field. And Brendan Ayuk has been, has been stacking his days and getting better and better every day. Yeah, I saw Kyle Shanahan has been praising him constantly. KP was was just impressed. He was tweeting some things out about Ayuk. I've maintained that he's going to make the biggest jump this year just because I think the offense is more well-suited to him. People forget, like, Debo was a second-round pick. Brandon Ayuk was a first-round pick, top 20. I think he was, like, 13 or, or 18 or something like that. Like, Ayuk was picked high because he's super, super talented. So it'd be nice to, you know, actually get to see that on the field. Yeah, and the 49ers are going to run the ball more than they did last year and throw it less. But you will see Ayuk's game be suited more to Lance and where he can hit. He can be hit on deep posts, deep corners. Those are throws that Jimmy Garoppolo, let's just face it, doesn't make, doesn't look to hit. That's why I've been so high on Ayuk because I think that when you match him with the quarterback and his skill set, it's it's just like a perfect storm waiting to happen. One more comment I want to throw in here. Joe, on the Facebook page, Debo. Whoa. I've been in a good mood since yesterday, man. It's just nice to have that over with. Jason, I want to thank you very much for the time. You can hear more of Jason on the Oh Hey There podcast, which comes out tomorrow. He and Leo are going to do their show. I know you're going to do it a little bit later in the day after practice because you're going to wrap, put a ball on training camp because you are, are headed home after tomorrow. But mm-hmm. we really appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping in here and, and giving us the info about everything that's going on. For sure, Rob. Anytime, man. And yeah, you know, one more day and unfortunately, but uh, there's going to be some good people from Niners Nation that are going to be covering it every single day. So make sure that you tap in with KP and Jordan and all of their reports. And please continue rate, review and follow the Niners Nation podcast network. Follow this YouTube page as well. We're going to have plenty of good content for you coming training camp and preseason. That's it, man. We made it through the dark times. We are rolling. Jason, I'll talk to you soon. Everybody out there. Thanks for your questions. We'll talk tomorrow.